Shalom to all! Today we're going to learn Masechus Shabbos, Parak Bey's Mishnah Zion, and Parak Gimel Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnah is being learned Lili Nishmas, Maris, Miriam, Sarah, Basib, Yaakov, Moshe, Hernish, Shamash, and Evanulia, and Beschos, Rachel, Basvar, Gitel, and Daniel, and Yazar, and Spari, Rachel, Deshbi, Gabench, and Zerushal, Kayoma, Bekar of Mamish. And Mishnah Zion tells us, Shalosh, Advarm, Tsarach, Adam, Loimar, Besoich, Besai, Erev Shabbos, Imchashecha. There's three things that a person has to say in his house, Erev Shabbos, right before it gets dark. Number one, Isartem, have you taken off Miser? We know that a person is not to take Miser off of their produce on Shabbos, so he has to make sure that Meister is taken off of all the food before Shabbos. Number two, he asks everyone, Eravtem, did you make an Erev? Did you make an Erev Chatzeros that's going to allow us to carry within a shared Chatzer? Did you make an Erev Tchumen, which is going to allow us to carry past the Tchum? Usually one's not allowed to go beyond Tchum Shabbos. However, if a person makes an Erev, he's even allowed to go past Tchum Shabbos. Now these two things, he asks by way of a question. Did you do this? Did you do that? And the reason why he asks that as a question is because it's very possible that they did it, he just doesn't know about it. Third thing, he doesn't ask as a question, he makes a statement about it. Light the candles. And the reason why he doesn't ask it as a question, did you light the candles, is because it's very apparent that they didn't light them, he sees that the Shabbos candles haven't been lit. Now this is all im chashecha before it gets dark. However, let's say suffolk chashecha, suffolk ain't chashecha, it's a suffolk whether or not it's dark. What does that mean it's a suffolk whether or not it's dark? Why doesn't he just poke his head outside and see if it's dark? So this is referring to a halachic time called bain hashmashes. And bain hashmashes is a time period after Shkia, but before Tesakechavim, which is actually a halachic suffix, whether it's considered dark or not. And that means that it's a suffix right now, is it Shabbos or is it not Shabbos? So when we're dealing with Benashmashas, Ein Ma'asr Nesavadai, one may not take Meisr off of produce, which definitely needs to have Meisr taken off of it. That's because it very well might be Shabbos, and that means he's going to be taking off Meisr on Shabbos. Also, ve'ein matbilanus akelim, one is not allowed to be toivel kelim at this time. This is specifically referring to kelim that were tame, and they have to be put into the mikvah in order to take them out of their state of toma. And if he does this on Shabbos, that's called mitakein kli. He's fixing a kli, and that's also to do on Shabbos. And also, ve'ein matlikinus aneiros, one is not allowed to light the Shabbos licht at this point in time. It might be Shabbos, and then it turns out that he's lighting candles on Shabbos. However, aval ma'asunus hademai, he is allowed to take ma'asur off of demai. What's demai? So anyone that learns say knows that demai is produce that came from an Amaaret, and we're not so sure if it had Meisr taken off of it. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. So right now we're dealing with Banashmashes, which is maybe Shabbos, maybe not, and we're dealing with produce, which maybe had Meisr taken off of it, maybe it didn't. So we're Makel, and we say that he is allowed to take Meisr off of this demai during Banashmashes. Also, Uma Arvin, he can make an Erev. This is specifically referring to making an Erev Chatzeros. An Erev Chatzeros is something which allows a person to carry in a shared Chatzer. Let's say there's a bunch of houses that all share the same courtyard, so one has to make an Erev in order to be allowed to carry in there. Now, the reason why he's allowed to do such an Erev of Benashmashas is because this Erev is only a Chumrah, it's not something Me'ikr Adin that we learn from Sukkim that he would have to do, so we're Makel that he's allowed to do this Benashmashas. And lastly, Vitaminin Asachamin, Benashmashas, he is allowed to do Hatmana, he's allowed to insulate hot food that he has so that it stays hot on Shabbos. And now that the Mishnah just mentioned this concept of Hatmana, we move on to Paragimel and we're going to be talking about Hatmana extensively over here. So the beginning of this parak talks about very important halachas. And these are three halachas called Shehiya, Chazara, and Hatmana. Shehiya comes from the word Lishhais, to wait or have remain. And the concept of Shehiya is having food remain on a heat source 
Erev Shabbos, going into Shabbos. And in your house, this might look like taking the food and putting it on the plato or the hot plate before Shabbos. Chazara has to do with taking food off of this heat source on Shabbos and then putting it back on. Chazara means putting it back on. And Hatmana has to do with insulating food before Shabbos, putting the food somewhere, Erev Shabbos, where it's going to remain hot on Shabbos. So Mishnah Aleph begins, Kira. Now what exactly is a Kira? So a Kira is a type of stove, and it's a fairly simple contraption. It's just a rectangle that has a place for two pots on top, and the fire's inside of it. So a person has this Kira, He had fueled it with straw or twigs. How was there a fire inside? It was made with straw or twigs. So when he has this set up, he's allowed to take his dish and place it on top of this Kira on Erev Shabbos, and he's allowed to let it remain this way going into Shabbos. Now what's the Chiddush over here? The Chiddush is that we're not afraid that maybe he's going to stir the coals up. As we've mentioned previously in the Masechta, there's sometimes a chashash that a person is going to stir up the coals that are heating his food, and stirring up the coals on Shabbos is an Isr of being Mavir, of lighting a fire on Shabbos. And what the Mishnah just told us is that we're not afraid that he's going to be that he's going to stir up the coals. Why is that? Because straw and twigs don't become coals. Once they get burned, they're burned, and there's no coals over here. There's no heat source. So trying to stir them and move them around to increase the heat won't really do anything, so we're not afraid he's going to be mechata, he's going to stir them around. However, if his heat source inside this kira was olive pulp, that's a leftover olive pieces after squeezing the olives to make olive oil, or eitzim, which is regular proper wood, if that's what was heating his kira, he's not allowed to put food on top of his kira, ad sheyigreif, until he rakes the coals, or until he puts dirt on top of them. Now, what does raking the coals do? So if he rakes them to the side, or if he rakes them out, so we're not afraid that he's going to stir them up. And putting dirt on top of them does the same thing. Once he puts dirt on top of the coals, that actively cools them down, so we're not afraid that now he's going to stir them to cause them to get heated back up again. So only if he does this, which in the language of the Gemara is called garuf vikatum, raking the coals or cutting covering them over with dirt, so then it's permitted to put food on top of his kira. Now further discussing this, says, says, Even when he makes his coals, garif or katum, he's only allowed to place chamin on top and not tavshil. What's chamin? Chamin is hot water. What's tavshil? Tavshil is food. So Beishamai holds that once hot water is boiled, it's boiled, it's hot already, and there's no chashash that he's going to stir the coals. However, when dealing with food, even though it's fully cooked, we're still afraid that he might be mechata begechalim because added heat to this food is going to be of a greater benefit to it. It's going to help it cook more, and then the food's going to be more geshmak. So therefore, according to Beishamai, no putting food on top of this kira, even though the coals were garf or katum. Now, Beishil, Laimrin Beishil says, chamin v'tavshil, a person could either put hot water or food once the coals were garf or katum, wouldn't have to be afraid he's going to play with them. Furthermore, the Mishnah says, Beishamai, Amr Beishamai tells us, Neitlin, he could take this food off of the kira on Shabbos, avolei machzirin, but he's not allowed to put it back on on Shabbos. Why not? That's because it's mechzikim evashel. It looks like he's cooking. Beishel says, af machzirin, he's even allowed to put the food back on. Now, this last halacha that we just mentioned, chazara, has to do very much with taking food off of a flame on Shabbos and then putting it back on. For example, example, if you want to have some chalent Friday night, are you allowed to take the chalent pot out of the crock pot and then put it back in? Let's say you have food on the plata, are you allowed to take it off and put it back on? Taking food out of an oven and putting it back in, is that permitted on Shabbos? And if it is, how is it permitted? So the source of those halachas comes very much from this Mishnah. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about this halacha with Mishnah Bez and Mishnah Gimel. For now, 
everyone should have a wonderful day.